Could the AEW versus NXT ratings war end by the end of 2021? Also, The Undertaker calls WWE soft. We talk about it next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we had some big television news reported on Friday. Now, usually we don't really talk TV news, but this could affect WWE and mainly NXT. And that is... NBC has announced they are getting rid of the NBC Sports Network. And because of that, they're going to be moving the NHL games to the USA Network. Now, the reason why this could affect NXT is because right now, the NBC Sports Network airs their games uh, on Wednesdays. So NXT might have to move to a different night. They might have to move to a different network. They might have to go to the streaming service Peacock. Pretty big news here. And where do you think this leads for NXT? Well, I think it's all but inevitable that NXT is going to be moved to either a different night or a different platform altogether. Um, It's it's no doubt to most people, to most wrestling fans, that AEW has dominated the Wednesday Night Wars. Mm -hmm. I I think NXT has has beaten them maybe one or two different times, not not very many times. So uh, just when you talk about the amount of people that are watching NXT and paying attention to NXT, their numbers certainly, while they're they're okay, I guess, for what it is, they're not anything to brag about, especially in comparison to their competition that's on in the same night. Yeah. Um, NHL, uh, granted, you know, it in the United States at least, it's not certainly not necessarily the biggest sport in comparison to you know the NBA or even uh, NFL, but a lot of people uh, watch the NHL. Yes, they do. Um, and, and especially with professional sports, you got to think that there's a lot more money in that. There's a lot more advertising in that. So, you know, the network is going to go with whatever they feel is best and whatever's going to make them more money. And if NXT is not that product, then NXT is certainly getting moved. Yeah, I would agree with you, especially because right now, depending on the game that is aired on NBC, and usually they put on some pretty big matchups, you know, whether it's, you know, the Rangers and the Devils or Rangers and Flyers, Bruins and Canadians. They always try to find like a big hockey game to gain the biggest audience. And on the NBC Sports Network, they do pretty comparable to what NXT does now. Just imagine if they move to the USA Network, which is a much bigger network. It's like when SmackDown goes from Fox to FS1, their ratings take a hit. But then when they get back on Fox, uh, they have a huge boost the next week. It's pretty much that concept is happening here. And I think this news also is pretty big in the aspect that, you know, we're seeing networks make these moves based on the atmosphere of television in general. People are more and more cutting the cord. And some of those, you know, smaller networks are going to be casualties in this NBC sports network. While it wasn't like a small network, it's not like access TV where impact wrestling is. It was still a smaller network than the USA network. And we're seeing more and more of these companies create these streaming platforms. NBC obviously owning Peacock and Peacock has been huge, huge since they launched uh, last summer. So I would not be surprised if NXT actually moves to Peacock. And when the new contracts get renewed in, was it 2023, 2024, whatever it is, I wouldn't even be surprised if Raw gets moved to Peacock too, just because of how the landscape of, of television is going to be. And, you know, the ratings that we talk about today are not going to be how they're talked about five years from now, just like five years ago are not the way they're talked about now. 
Well, it has a, it has a lot to do with, you know, just just fans in general and not just fans of professional wrestling or just people who are consuming content. There's so many different ways that you can consume content. And it's not just sitting mm-hmm. down and watching television like you normally would on right. cable or network. You know, you, you have all these streaming apps like you mentioned, Peacock, WWE Network, certainly NXT could potentially get moved back there, um, especially now when you consider that NXT in comparison to what it once was, is not certainly not the product that it is today. Uh, no, it's not. I, I think most people would agree with that because a lot of the talent that they used to have and used to uh, revolve most of their storylines around have either, you know, left, gone to other companies or been been brought up to the main roster. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's going to be a multitude of things, a combination of a couple of different things. This certainly is going to be one of those things that is going to influence um, NXT to, to I, I would imagine, move and whether that ends up back on the, the network, the WWE network or some type of streaming uh, provider like Peacock, you know, those are the trends that we're starting to see just in general with with the way people are viewing content overall in entertainment. So now I, wouldn't be surprised. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, move it to Tuesdays. And this was even before this news broke. People want NXT to move to Tuesdays because they get beat every week by AEW. It would just maximize their viewership. We saw the couple times they were moved around. It did help their ratings. It did help their total viewership. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, There's some people out there that say, oh, they're going to compete with Impact Wrestling. For those that say that, Impact Wrestling is on a very, very small network. Like, come on. It's nothing compared to what NXT would be on the USA Network. Nothing. So let's stop that. If you were the decision makers at NBC, now I know I'm the television guy. I work in the business. You don't. But if you were the the NBC decision maker, what network would you or what would you do with NXT? I would probably call you for advice, to be honest, (laughs) because you're the TV guy. But if you were going to leave it on me, if it were up to me, I would, I would in the me in the meantime before you know contracts are up or something else is decided. I would probably move it to Tuesday nights because, like mm-hmm. you said, um, it does perform fairly well on Tuesday nights when it's by itself. We know that when AEW and NXT um, are not competing against each other, what, whatever for whatever reason, uh, there there's usually anywhere between like a two hundred plus thousand swing or increase for for either show. Yep. So the the numbers certainly go up when one of those shows isn't on, and mm-hmm. and there is some type of influence there. Now I, the other thing I'd point out is this: if they decide to go to some type of streaming network, that may actually hurt NXT right out of the get go. And the reason I say that is because they do have an older fan base. We know that that's one of the knocks of them that they attract the fifty plus. Mm-hmm. Some of those fifty plus are kind of stuck in their ways, and that that's not really a knock on them. It's just. When you look at the way that people, like I said, when the, when you look at the way people are viewing content and you look at the bell curve, the people that are are most resistant are typically those that are older because they're going to be stuck in their ways and they may not want to download some type of app right. or watch something on their phone or a tablet or stream something from their computer to the TV or have a smart TV or anything like that. So that may hurt NXT, at least out of the get-go. And, you know, they're going to have to try to attract some of that younger audience that AEW is certainly tapping into. But that's my long-winded answer to move it to Tuesday nights. My long-winded answer would be short-term, move it to Tuesdays, just for the cable, because right now we agree on that. What I would do, if I was a decision-maker at NBC, is first I would get my accounting team together, see or my finance team, whatever 
department it really is. Sia, what do you think, how much money we actually think we can spend to buy the WWE network from WWE? Because what I would do is I would buy the WWE network and put it on Peacock. It takes all the overhead okay. off of WWE's hands. I would do that. And that also means Raw goes on Peacock. That also means NXT goes on Peacock. The whole library all goes there. If I think NBC can find the funds to do that. And I think you'll get more subscribers to Peacock more than they already have. And they got a lot to start off with. I think, I think it was like 16 million in their first six months, which is a lot com- compared to others. That is a lot. Yeah. So they're definitely doing that. That's what I would do because as we see more and more, these big networks and there's conglomerates are finding these plus services. We have ESPN plus Hulu plus Disney plus uh, CBS just announced they're going to do Paramount plus Peacock. So that's the way of the business. That's the way of the industry. And why not get ahead of it? And you know, USA network right now is th- that's their biggest ratings draw is WWE raw. And why not just well, go well, ahead not- with it? When you kind of look at the way entertainment and the way people are consuming entertainment right now, and the pandemic has even influenced a portion of this as well. When you look at Netflix right now, I think they're projected to put out 80 plus movies just on Netflix alone in comparison mm-hmm. to movies that are going to actually come out yep. in the movie theater. Um, so, you know, people are going to become more accustomed to some of these streaming networks. Now, the question is, like I said, those laggards, as they refer to them in the advertising business, the people that traditionally aren't going to transition it into that until like the very end at the, at the last, the last second, like mm-hmm. how are they going to convince those people to purchase or to download those apps and view the content in various ways? I imagine they'll get on board because, you know, unless they choose to watch some other TV shows in place of pro wrestling um, on a Tuesday night, if, if NXT ends up going on Tuesday or wherever it ends up, um, they just, might may not watch NXT at all, at all anymore, but they're gonna just have, in general, that's the way that the entertainment is going. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to watch the content because it's all going streaming. And I would not be surprised in five years, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and AEW are only on a streaming service. Like you won't have cable as we do, but who knows? I mean, that's where I think the trend is going. I think a lot of people see it that way. Now we bring up the laggards and old school versus new school and stuff like that. And that's a great segue to head into our next bit of uh conversation we're going to have here, Ralph. The Undertaker was on mm. possibly the biggest podcast in the history of podcasting, the Joe Rogan experience. And they were talking about the wrestling industry, WWE in particular. And Undertaker had some interesting things to say here. He was asked if he still watches the WWE product. And this is what he had to say in that regard. He said, I try. It's tough right now for me. The product has changed so much and it's kind of off. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is to the young guys who think he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty, not enough substance, I think, right now. Ralph, what are your thoughts on that comment? So many thoughts, so many thoughts that he had talked about that were taken out of context that had people just going nuts on social media all over the place. Um, let, let me start with this. So 
this was specific to WWE. Now let's look at the Undertaker's career, which was what thirty plus years within the yes. WWE. Well, um, thirty in the, in the WWE, overall, probably thirty plus. Thirty in the WWE, more than that if you take into consideration his time in WCW, and then obviously uh, you know other territories and things of that nature. So, has the product changed just overall when you talk about professional wrestling? Of course, it has. There's been a lot of things that have happened socially, and a lot of things that have happened that have encouraged WWE and other wrestling promotions to change their product, mostly for the safety of the people that are performing. When you look at undertaker's body of work he was probably most famous and a lot of other wrestlers were most famous during the attitude era the attitude era Mm -hmm. without without a doubt hands down was the peak of professional wrestling as far as the amount of people viewing the content the amount of people interested in it there's numbers to support it no i don't think many people are going to try to dispute that right but you look at some of the storylines and you look at some of the things that happened in the ring during the attitude era i mean look at the undertaker in his match with mick foley you're not really going to see instances, at least within the WWE and probably not within AEW, where you're going to see a guy like Mick Foley getting thrown off the top of a hell in a cell mm-hmm. through a table below him. And, and that's done mostly to protect professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at some of the storylines during the Attitude Era. You look at you know whether it was Mae Young giving birth to a hand, some of the things that you saw with DX, all of all of those types of things. WWE right now is a PG product. So, of course, anything right now, storyline-wise, anything like that, in comparison to what you saw to the Attitude Era, of course it's going to appear soft. So I don't yep. really have a problem with him saying this. One, because it's it's mostly true when you talk about that. You look at you know chair shots that used to occur. Uh, other than Sean Spears with Cody, uh, on, on, on mainstream, a mainstream level, when you compare like AEW and WWE, you don't really see chair shots to the head, certainly not mm-hmm. bleeding or anything like that. Now, AEW, of course, you'll get some spots with thumbtacks and, and things of that nature. And, you know, that that's fine, but they don't do it as much and as often as they did during the Attitude Era. So, yeah, it's going to look much softer in comparison to what happened and what he was doing during the peak of his professional wrestling career. Um, and who am I to tell the undertaker? He's not allowed to have that, that type of opinion. He's been in the industry for how long people should respect what he has to say. And that's only one portion of, 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 uh, his comments there. So that's my take on it, at least for, for, for that portion of it. Um, right. but yeah. yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I I'm with you on this. I think people read the text from a website, didn't really listen to the interview. And some of them may have saw like the clip of him and might've taken it out of context. It makes a lot of sense what he's trying to say though. Like, like you pretty much nailed it on the head. Like the conversation was about how back in the attitude era, it was a lot more violent. It was a lot more risque. It was a lot more 18 plus targeted. Whereas today it's a lot like how it was in the late 80s and early 90s during that golden era or the federation era where you know Hulkamania was running wild like the storylines were were family friendly you know it maybe it was probably like PG13 whereas today it's PG but they are targeting the whole family to d- enjoy the show you know if you look mm-hmm. at their ratings they they obviously males 18 to 49 is where they peak but also they have kids they have females they have 50 plus so it's obvious that they target a wider and broader audience whereas like an AEW it doesn't 
Just look at the ratings. Like mm-hmm. they are prominently males, 18 to 49. So, and, and, and that is why WWE to many people is soft and PG. And if you want to call it garbage, trash, whatever it is. Yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin, stunning Vince McMahon, and, and, you know, with stuff with beer and headshots with the, sh- with chairs, they're not doing that anymore. And that's, that was the point he was trying to make. Yeah. It, it, you know, not, not only that, but the other portion of what he kind of got into too, he said that when those guys, those top guys, you know, whether it was undertaker, whether it was edge, whether it was stone cold rock, any of the top guys during the attitude era, he said that their biggest, there's, there's a reason there's a disconnect between the new guard and the old guard. If you want to call it that. Because all of those guys that were somewhat, you know, around the same age or left the industry around the same time, maybe separated by a few years here and there, they left and you had a bunch of young guys working with a bunch of young guys. So they never yep. really got to learning the psychological part of it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit when we did our most recent review of Dynamite. So you look at the main event and I'm not trying to make this a WWE or AEW thing, but I think this will kind of help paint the picture of what he's kind of referring to when he says the old guard versus the new guard and, 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 you know, the product being maybe soft and them not knowing certain things because they're not working with the older guys. When you look at the main event now, granted Chris Jericho should, and, and probably does know how to work the style that undertaker's referring to. Most people are going to watch that and it's going to be move, 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 like not actually letting uh, taking the time to let certain things set in. And, and, and honestly, the best way I can put it, not letting the moment marinate, like mm-hmm. a high impact move, taking the extra five or 10 seconds, working the crowd. Obviously there's not really a crowd there now, but, but think that's, that's kind of, I think what he's touching on. Like you, you see so many times, whether it's like a, a ricochet or like Will Ospreay and some people are into them and that's fine. And mm-hmm. ricochet certainly has gotten much better, but it's too finesse. Like some people are turned off by that. And, and, it doesn't mean that their style is wrong and the Undertaker style is is right, but yep. the the name of the game is essentially doing less, do, doing more while doing less. Like the yep. Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, guys like that, they didn't have to do all these crazy flips because they were so good at the psychological aspect of it. And I think that's a lost art form in today's professional yes. wrestling where people aren't even trying to do that anymore. They're just relying on the high spot and the constant flow of movement just for essentially no reason. It's just spot, 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 move, move, move. And hoping that the fans get into that and chant along with it. And to me, you know, that's not my personal preference. I'm not saying it's wrong. Other people uh, might be into that type of stuff, but take the time, let the moment marinate, let t- let people take in the moment and let the moment set in. So the story makes more sense psychologically in the ring and I think that's a big part of what's missing in the product today. And I think that's what he's referring to as well. I, I totally agree. Like I have no problem with Tope Suicidas and 450 flips and all that stuff. The problem that I have with it is there's no psychology behind it. You know, you right. do all these cool moves, but why? And if your answer is because it gets a good pop from the audience, that's the wrong answer. The answer should be something related to the match itself because it is, I, I understand, like as wrestling fans, we understand it's fake, but movies are fake. TV shows are fake. So the difference is they don't like give a wink to the camera and say, oh, this is fake. And we're letting you know, like, do you, you suspend your disbelief when you watch a Marvel movie? 
You suspend your disbelief when you watch The Walking Dead. You you spend your disbelief, stuff like that. In wrestling, like today's wrestlers are pretty much telling you everything's predetermined and everything, we know what's going to happen and all this other stuff. And who cares about, you know, making it look real and stuff like that? We want athleticism. And that's the wrong approach. You can have athleticism, but you need to know why you're doing the move. And today's wrestlers, because they work with each other, and their goal is to get a pop from the crowd. And they think because the crowd is giving this is awesome chance that they're doing something right. And they're not listening to that old guard because honestly, the old guard's not there. And when Vince McMahon has to bring back a Goldberg, an undertaker, uh, you know, stone cold, Steve Austin, whoever for a ratings pop, that's part of the reason because mm-hmm. they, they're, they're not making that same connection. No, no, I totally agree. And if it, and when you talk about fans being in on it and saying, "Oh, well, we already know it's it's 2021," you know, we know it's predetermined and all of that. That that's not an excuse to go out there and do overly choreographed spots and and just throw psychology out the window because you get a mess like what you've seen or what we saw as in the main event of Dynamite this mm-hmm. past week. Yeah, and, and of course it happens on WWE as well. They have their fair share of bad spots, but just. One good example of, yes, knowing that wrestling is essentially a work, um, but being able to blur those lines is Austin and Tyson. Mm -hmm. In that moment, it was so real to everybody that you lost yourself in the moment. You felt like it was real. You felt like you were witnessing something great or cool. And that's only one example. And I feel like right now in professional wrestling, they don't really give you or try to blur those lines. It's more or less tongue in cheek, weak wink. Um, you know, you get the the group, whether it's the group of 10 guys that are standing outside waiting for the, somebody to flip or dive on them, um, whatever the case may be, that's one example. But I, I think that rather than being offended by the undertaker's words, if any wrestlers are offended, they should try to, um, first of all, take it in context because he, he was specifically talking about WWE, whether fans want to believe that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but fan, fan, as, as fans, People need to stop getting so um, upset with the way people say things, especially when it's coming from somebody who has this much time in the industry. Stop getting outraged by everything everybody says. I mean, I I, I personally didn't take any offense to what The Undertaker had said as a fan, and I certainly didn't let it ruin my day. I uh, Some people certainly did, though, based on what I've seen on social media, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, but I mean, the IWC wouldn't be the IWC unless, you know, the negativity is there. That's just social media in general. Like people just want to be negative and bitch about anything. But I, I, at the end of the day, watch what you want to watch. Praise what you want to praise. If you have a complaint, you know, I'm not saying don't bitch online. Like don't complain online if you, you know, because sometimes you can have a decent conversation with someone that says, you know, uh, I didn't like that. Someone might have an opposite uh, opinion and you have a a healthy debate. Like on Twitter earlier today, I went back and forth on a guy on why Okada's Rainmaker is not a good finisher. Neither one of us were like bickering. It was a healthy conversation. Mm -hmm. That's all. Like people can have these conversations, but yet today it's like you either have to be all or nothing. And I don't know why that started, but it's got to fucking stop. I agree. Yeah. I I mean, so, so often, (laughs) whether it's because of the booking or something they say, and I'm not talking about any of the 
Certainly not referring to any situations like like what Tessa Blanchard's going through because that's mm-hmm. that's entirely different. But right, in, right. in context of what Undertaker said, okay, that's one guy's opinion. Like, uh, why why are we trying to cancel a legend within the wrestling industry because he said he critiqued WWE specific product? Mm-hmm. Like, why he can't watch it or why he chooses not to watch it? That's like that's like if I were to say, yeah, I can't watch CSI because I just can't get into crime movies because I don't find them interesting. Well, oh, oh God, I can't believe he said that. Well, right. You know, that's just my opinion. Some people are into that shit. All right, guys, what do you think about this whole thing with The Undertaker calling WWE soft? What do you think about the possible move of NXT to a different night? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget to share us over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. And to join the conversation, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.